Hello, you are listening to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for the woman who is suffering from digestive issues like IBS and SIBO. I am your host, Carly Raven. I am a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to help educate you about IBS and SIBO and take you on a journey to resolving your digestive issues. I will have real conversations and give you solutions that I know actually work. So if you're ready to be bloat-free, poo better, have more energy and become free from the fear of food, then you are in the right place. Hello, welcome back to the Nourish Gut Podcast and as always, a massive thank you for listening. This episode is for all of the constipation sufferers and I know there's a lot of you out there. It's one of the most common reported digestive illnesses across the board and it's quite debilitating. It is really uncomfortable um, and can actually cause a lot of the other digestive symptoms like foul smelling wind and bloating and pain. So the flow on effects of not having a beautiful, healthy daily bowel motion, ideally in the morning can be quite large. And I also think not everyone knows that they're constipated. Uh, and also it's a bit of a silent condition. Like no one can actually tell that you're constipated, uh, but it's making you feel really yucky. So today I want to share with you my five top things and considerations that could help you with your constipation. And I have a personal experience with constipation. Back when I had unresolved SIBO, it was one of the common things that I experienced. And even now, if I don't do the right things, and if I have a social event and I eat the wrong things, or I go through a really stressful period of time, I notice that my bowels are more prone to constipation. So sometimes there is a tendency for constipation in people, depending on their constitution and their their makeup. Um, So we can kind of have people who just for different reasons can kind of relapse into some of those um, symptoms and that condition. But for the majority of the time, if we are doing the right things and our gut is relatively healthy, we should be able to pass a healthy daily bowel motion without having to rely on medication. So I really hope that the next five tips are super helpful for you or provide you maybe even just with one new thing that you can try to help you. I do want to start off with the first one, which is the most important one. And this is actually getting microbiome testing done because there are bacterial species in your gut that if are elevated can cause constipation. So whenever I find them elevated in patients, we want to actually look at, you know, addressing that and creating a better colonic ecosystem because as long as those bacteria are present, you're going to have issues with constipation. And the same thing can occur if you have SIBO that is methane specific. So you can also get SIBO testing. We do this directly through my website, carlyraven.com. So you can definitely just jump on there and order one to work out whether you've got SIBO or not. 
if it's microbiome testing that you're after, just send me through a message and we can work out the best thing there. Um, but getting these testing is really, really important because it's going to allow you to get a personalized treatment plan and actually truly start to address some of the root causes of why you might be constipated. Now, it's not always the case that something will come up. Okay, You can have constipation and not have methane-specific um, dominant SIBO or methane-specific uh, bacteria in the large intestine as well. So it's just a big thing that you do want to look into in case it is there because the treatment from my perspective naturopathically would be really, really different. And then the next things that I'm going to talk about are almost like the basis of what you're going to need to do, but it's very much a bottom upwards approach if you've got these kind of chronic bacterial overgrowth going on. Like you need to address that first while working on some of the other um, therapies that I'm going to be talking about today especially if it's chronic. Like if you are going once or twice a week, it is highly likely there's some stuff going on, some bigger stuff going on in your gut. So I really, really recommend that you get in contact. Um, you may already have a naturopath. Speak to them about getting that testing done. Um, or if you don't have a naturopath, I'd absolutely love to work with you. Um, and you can check out my Nourish Gut program on my website. So then that kind of takes me into the next kind of phase of what we're talking about today. And these are more about the, the foundations and I call them gut basics and the things that you want to be doing every single day, um, whether it's in combination with an in-depth treatment plan to address the causes of your constipation, or a lot of these should be used long-term as more of a lifestyle treatment plan as well, like a maintenance plan. So the gut basic principles is hydration, right? Moving your body and chewing your food. You cannot overlook these and you really need to prioritize them. They may seem simple, but they will absolutely make a difference to the motility and the consistency of your bowel. It will help your entire digestive system, all right? So if you can make sure that you're drinking enough water, uh, moving your body daily and chewing all of your meals properly, it's you're setting yourself up for so much more success. The third thing that I wanted to share is using a potty stool. All right, making sure that your knees are elevated um, on to, over your uh, sorry higher than your hips, ideally. So just getting a stool that sits next to your toilet, and every time you go to pass a motion, have your legs up a little bit and your knees elevated that's going to change the positioning of your um, pelvis um, and i also really want to encourage you to do some bowel retraining especially if you've been suffering from constipation for a really long time your uh, body and the communication and the, and the um, messages that it's been sending your bowel towards your brain may have stopped you know maybe you've gone through years of working um, in an office and you feel embarrassed to go to the toilet. And so over the years, your, your body has just stopped listening to the fact that you even need to pass a bowel motion. So you may be getting like needing to go, but that urge and that sensation isn't there and you've lost touch with that so that you're now actually going to have to retrain your body. And so what I recommend doing is actually sitting on the bathroom toilet every single day um, at the same time, ideally, or around about, 
and just allowing five minutes. Don't take your phone, don't take a book, elevate your feet and your knees and just sit there, right? You may even want to kind of do like some little clockwise motions in your tummy just to allow a little bit of movement, or you can even do a little bit of massage, just really gently on that descending colon area um, to try and promote that movement of the bowel. You don't need to strain. You don't need to do lots of pushing here. You're simply just saying to your body, I'm here and I'm ready to pass a stool. And you will be surprised over time, you will actually start to pass emotions. Sometimes we don't even realize um, we just get so damn busy <laughs> and we ignore it. And, and that becomes confusing for your body. So if you're someone who has a bit of anxiety around going to the bathroom in public places and you think that's you, I would highly recommend trying to train your bow to go in the morning. And then maybe you don't need to worry about it because you can get it done before you go to work. But I also want to say that stop ignoring the urge. If you have that sensation to go to the toilet, just go. No one actually cares if they're going to hear you do a poo. Like, you know, we have to break down this, this taboo topic and the, the shame or the embarrassment around a poo. Like everyone poos. It's normal and it's something that should be celebrated and it should be something that is exciting for you to go, oh my God, I just went to the toilet and it was a really good poo. Now I'm going to actually tell you that that's what I do. Like, I wish I had my husband here to back me up because sometimes I will run out to the lounge room and go, I just did the best naturopathic poo ever. And I wish that everyone did this, you know, and I talked to William, my two-year-old about his poo and how, you know, because sometimes he runs away from me and doesn't let me clean up the poo in his nappy. And I say, Will, doing a poo is really good and I'm really proud of you and well done. And we need to do this every single day. And so I think that, you know, we need to start socially normalizing poo. It's like a gross thing. Maybe I'm the weird naturopath over here that's like obsessed with poo. But, <laughs> you know, I do think it's a totally normal thing. You know, if you're really worried, put a bit of toilet paper in the bottom of the toilet and it'll land on that and it's not going to make a noise. Um, obviously, you know, when you go, sometimes you can have a bit of backed up wind, but it's just a fart. Like, yes, it's embarrassing, but like, what's the worst that's going to happen that just make a lighthearted joke or just say, oh God, I've been, I'm doing a protocol. I'm trying to treat my gut. It's been a bit of a lot, you know, like it doesn't have to be, you know, a super embarrassing thing. So I invite you to be part of the change around this and, and to, to not let that cause you more issues, all right, and to make that constipation worse because when you've got that urge, please go wherever you are, okay? Uh, the fourth thing is uh, to stop relying on laxatives. So re laxatives in the long term are not good. Your your bowel is going to become dependent on that and, and they're going to require that stimulation of the laxative to actually create a bowel motion so you can actually get bowel dependency on laxatives so maybe in the future as you become more educated or maybe this is you now you're starting to become more educated about well why you might have constipation it can actually be a bit harder to kind of get you off laxatives um you know so that if you're in those early stages try other alternatives you know look at having two tablespoons of flax seeds a day two kiwi fruits a day with the skin on how much fiber are you having 
you know, making sure you're hydrating and moving and chewing your food. And we're going to touch on emotional well-being in a moment. So what are the other things, you know, or is there an underlying cause going on that you need to fix? And then you don't even need the laxatives. So I'm not a huge fan of laxatives. I much prefer if we have to use a stool softener, I can use that in some patients or even some beautiful lactulose depending on if the patient is positive for SIBO because obviously that can create more issues so it really comes down to that personalized patient and the treatment plan that I'm putting in place for them but I'd much prefer those than you know bowel stimulants um, and and really harsh laxatives because they can actually do more damage than good and you may be uh, listening and your child is suffering from constipation laxative use is being um, given or is treatment of choice in children younger and younger and younger and I'm really really worried about that and concerned about the use of that in children and what that might mean for their bowel health in the future and you can get your child to poop and not have constipation without laxatives you know you need to get further testing done on them too so all of this information is not just applicable to an adult but a child as well I think that's a really important point to make because so many little kitties um suffer from constipation like often i'm catching up with mum friends and friends of friends at barbecues and things like that and they start opening up once they hear i'm a naturopath and they go oh you know constipation comes up a lot in the social conversations that i have or um you know when i'm running my nourish gut program often they're women with kids and they'll ask me about their kids as well so i know that this is common and it's absolutely not needed and there are other amazing things you can do so get in touch with me if you need any more help with that and obviously personalized healthcare is the absolute best thing because you know like our fingerprint is completely unique i believe our microbiome is too so it's really really hard to give generalized health advice um but you know these are the basic things that you can do but that microbiome testing and digging deeper is is really really essential now, the final thing that I want to touch on is emotional well-being, and I'm really, really passionate about this. Um, I think it's something that's consistently brushed off or we're, we're just too busy to kind of make changes to our emotional well-being and our stress. Um, it's really interesting when you start to look at the energy centers and, and you know, what actually happens from an energy and emotional perspective. You know, sometimes it's about like... Um, storing emotions um and, and being stuck and being angry being busy stressed you know when you're like stressed and you get like a a sore sore shoulders and you're hunching over and you feel withdrawn and everything kind of shuts down and stops working your brain you become foggy the same kind of things happens to your digestive system because it's so used to kind of running on overdrive with that adrenaline and cortisol that your digestive system actually becomes of a less priority and literally the digestive processes stall. And in some times, you know, um, you know, when you, I don't know if you have ever experienced a really stressful traumatic event and you were vomiting or you had, you were that stressed that you like felt nauseous or, and you had those chronic digestive symptoms it's because your digestive system is greatly impacted and we can't always see that. And then we kind of overlook it and we don't actually understand that constipation can actually be a manifestation of a lot of trauma and mental health and stress. So I think that unpacking that with 
you know, counseling, psychologists, kinesiology, Reiki, energy healing. Um, I have an entire emotional well-being module um, in my Nourish Gut program. That's how important I think it is. And I've also interviewed Rowena, who is an amazing naturopath and EFT practitioner. So go and listen to that podcast episode with her. It was only two episodes ago. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And I would highly recommend tapping into that and doing more of that work if you suffer from constipation, um, because you may be surprised at how much that could actually unlock. You know, I know personally um, when I do energy work and work on my emotional well-being, not just my digestive system, but my entire health and well-being. I just feel more vital and full of energy, and my bowels definitely feel better. So I think looking into emotional well-being and having techniques that truly work for you, and that doesn't mean meditating. That doesn't mean an hour of yoga. You know, there are really simple other strategies that we can be doing um, that can actually make a difference. Even chiropractic, you know, that works on the nervous system and realigns the nervous system. So maybe it's about you getting a regular chiropractic adjustment as well. There's so many different avenues to emotional well-being. So definitely go in and, sorry, go back and listen to that podcast. And if you want to go in more depth, you want to get testing done, you want to be supported and coached, and you want an individualized healthcare plan, I would absolutely love to work with you. This is exactly what I do through my Nourish Gut program. And then we can um, dive really deep into your emotional well-being and you can have access to that entire module as well. So hopefully there's something in there for you. There's something that you haven't tried, um, something that you can walk away with today and and decide to take action with. Um, But the biggest thing that I think is really important is what I said first, and that is individualized gut health testing and working out the root cause, you know, because sometimes it is a deeper issue and you're forever going to be using Band-Aid approaches unless you dig deeper. If you have any questions, please reach out. As always, I hang out in the DMs on Instagram. So uh, come say hi. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.